going on, everyone? This is Andre Hutchins with the Backseat Directors Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today again on another episode and movie review. This is actually episode 50, my 50th movie review of 2017. This is a goal that I've been striving for all year long and one that I've been just trying so hard and working so hard um, to accomplish. And I'm happy to say that we have arrived. Yes, this is our 50th movie review. Um, And thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to have all of you here with me. Today's episode is a little different. So today's movie review is is actually not on a film that was released uh, theatrically in in theaters across the nation or the world, but it was actually released on Netflix. Um, So I, I would assume and imagine that most of you who are listening probably have Netflix subscriptions or you're bumming off either your parents or a friends or <laughs> something like uh, um, that I'm doing currently mom dad thank you for your Netflix subscription <laughs> um, but yeah it's it is a movie an original Netflix movie that was released uh, earlier or not earlier this month it was actually just uh, a week or so ago actually um, but it was a movie that uh, was getting a lot of buzz and one that I was really interested in seeing. I wasn't originally planning on doing a movie review, um, but since uh, I, I just recently watched it, I thought, well, why not? And let's do it for our 50th. Um, so, yeah, everyone, again, thank you for joining me. Um, hope everyone's been enjoying their holiday week. We've got New Year's just right around the corner. Um, I'm actually recording this on December 30th. And so I'm going to have this out today, and hopefully you guys will be able to catch it before the new year. Um, but yeah, you guys ready for the show? I know I am. It's just me today. Um, so no get-to-know-you questions, no guests on the show, just me. Let's go ahead and get things going. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. And today's movie review is on the Netflix original film, Bright. Movie details. We're broken people now. Set in modern-day Los Angeles, where mythical creatures are no myth, but live side-by-side with humans, Bright tells the story of two police officers, one orc, one human, who are forced to work together and are plunged deep into the world of magic. Nick Jacoby is the first orc police officer on the LAPD, and Officer Daryl Ward is his very reluctant partner who's doing everything he can to have Jacoby replaced. While responding to a distress call, Ward and Jacoby find a young female elf who is in possession of a magic wand. Once considered long-lost relics, wands hold unlimited power to its possessor, but can only be handled by a bright. Ward and Jacoby now must protect the bright elf and the magic wand, while the entire city seeks to possess the wand and kill anyone who gets in their way. Bright was released on Netflix worldwide on December 22nd, 2017, and it has a running time of 1 hour and 57 minutes. Bright is rated TVMA for violence throughout, gun shooting, strong language, and some nudity, and some drug use. So Bright does not have any rating on uh, kidsinmind.com yet, 
Um, so uh, obviously this is TVMA. This movie is not made for children. Um, the violence is pretty strong. I, I, I would I would definitely compare it to. I mean, if any of you, and I guess this is kind of just going because it's uh, kind of similar. But the, the Lord of the Rings, you know, the Lord of the Rings has a lot of violence in those films. Um, I would say that most of the violence in this one is akin to that, except there is a lot of gun shooting and gun violence. Um, anyone who has ever seen any Will Smith movies, uh, any cop movies like uh, Bad Boys or anything like that, there's a lot of language in those movies. This one is no different. Um, there is nudity. There is a scene where uh, uh, Will Smith and his partner, Jacoby, are being chased by some gangs and they're trying to hide and they run into a strip club and so there are a, 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 a few brief scenes of, of nudity or topless women. Um, they are very short, it's not prolonged, there are no sex scenes and uh, the drug use uh, also is somewhat short and just sporadic throughout. Um, so yeah, so the, it, it is TVMA, just be advised, so yeah, no kids definitely. Bright stars Will Smith as Officer Daryl Ward, Joel Egerton as Orc Officer Nick Jacoby, Lucy Fry as the Bright Elf Tika, Happy Anderson as Special Agent uh, Montague, and Edgar Ramirez as Elf Special Agent Candomir. Also, Naomi Rapace plays Layla, another Bright Elf who is seeking to take back possession of the Magic Wand. Bright is directed by David Iyer. Iyer is well known for a variety of movies, both good and bad. Uh, even before Bright, Iyer had made a very good buddy cop movie with the 2012 film End of Watch, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Iyer really made his name well known among the masses with his 2014 World War II movie Fury, starring Brad Pitt. And in 2016, Iyer directed one of the most polarizing films set in the DC Comics cinematic universe with Suicide Squad. So Bright had a big blockbuster movie budget of $90 million, making Bright the most expensive Netflix movie to date. Netflix is determined to compete with the major movie studios, and they are putting their money where their mouth is. Netflix is really attracting a lot of filmmakers whose ideas might not fly with the large movie studios, but are very attractive to Netflix as the alternate source for new and creative content. So if any of you who are wondering why your monthly subscription price for Netflix has gone up recently, Bright is definitely one of the reasons why. Um, so opening weekend sales, there are none to report because this is a Netflix movie. But in order to gauge how successful Bright has been, or how many viewers it has attracted. So in the first three days on Netflix, Bright had over 11 million viewers, which is pretty good. And to put things into perspective, Stranger Things Season 2 is the most viewed Netflix original content over a three-day span with approximately 15.8 million viewers. Bright is definitely a successful hit on Netflix, even though the critics have, have not been kind to this film. Currently on, on Rotten Tomatoes, which again, I really, really take with a grain of salt, um, the approval rating on Netflix among critics is 29%. However... On the moviegoer side, or the audience viewers, um, is 88% approval rating. So there's a huge disparity. I honestly think that Iyer, uh, David Iyer, who is the director, is the reason why critics have been hammering this film. Uh, you know, His most recent project was Suicide Squad, which was also a critical uh, box office bomb. Um, not, not financially, but just among critics itself. And, and I think it's just kind of the hangover that critics have from that. And, and, and this movie, this movie is so, so much better 
than Suicide Squad for any of you who have seen Suicide Squad. And so I, I honestly sign myself on the uh, side of the audience viewers on this one. Definitely not on the critics. I think I think they have been very unfair and harsh on this film. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into more of that with my movie review right now. Backseat Directors Movie Review. Okay, so gosh, uh, where do I even begin with Bright? <laughs> Bright? Bright was one of the most fascinating concepts in a film that I have seen in a very long time. It was actually really refreshing to see something new um, that really you never really seen before. And so what I mean by this is just the concept of the story itself of Bright. It, it takes place in modern day society, modern day Los Angeles, and yet, <laughs> it meshes in this the the mythical and the and the fantasy of fairy tales in modern day. So just imagine, you know, like Lord of the Rings uh, and the creatures from the Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, surviving thousands of years basically into today's modern society. So, in the film Bright, you have you have elves, you have orcs, you have dwarves, you have fairies, you have centaurs, you have dragons. And it's all taking place in in modern day, you know. So it, it was such a fascinating concept, and I and I, uh, I I really didn't know what the movie was about specifically. I, I avoided any trailer or anything like that. I just read the synopsis. Um, I saw the movie poster, and I knew what it was kind of about, and it grabbed my attention so much that I was pretty excited to see the movie. Um, also, I'm I'm a big Will Smith fan, so that Will Smith alone will probably get me to watch a movie just because I I really just enjoy him as an actor. Um, but yeah, but Bright, my goodness, it, it was such a fascinating concept that um, that yeah, I think anyone who is a fan of either the buddy cop movies or even the fantasy fairy tale type movies, um, you probably will like this movie. It's just it's just such a weird and bizarre mesh of the two that I think it actually really succeeded in, in pulling this, this, this mesh of the, the mythical and the real, um, I, I think it really did pull it off. And so, so yeah, so that's bright. So we get, we get Will Smith, uh, last name officer Ward, um, and also officer Jacoby, who is an orc. Jacoby is the very first orc who has been, uh, uh, put on the Los Angeles police department department, you find out basically it was like this diversity initiative from the upper brass in the Los Angeles Police Department and just trying to promote equality, right? So most most of the officers officers on the police force are, are racist. And I think this movie really highlights what that word means to be racism, you know, in, in terms of your preferential treatment of the races, because this movie, there's not just the human race, but you have the race of elves, you have the race of orcs and uh, so on and so forth. And there is so much inequality and so much racism in, in the film, you know, that um, Jacoby being the first orc, he does not receive fair treatment among his peers and fellow officers. Uh, and, and even Ward himself, uh, you know, has a really hard time uh, accepting the fact that this is his partner. And then there are specific reasons for that, too. And so it, the movie goes into that pretty quickly within the first like 10 to 15 minutes. Um, but, yeah, I think this movie does an excellent job of really portraying, uh, you know, this this idea of racism that many of us, I think, in the United States I, I don't think really are exposed to. So whether, you know, you come from, um, a, a, 
a more uh, white background or if, you know, just really not being of any type of minority, whether it's Hispanic or African-American, et cetera, um, this movie will really show you what it, what it's, what it's like to, you know, experience racism from different races. And, and it's really fascinating. And so I think, I think the movie really excelled at this. And I think it really um, puts the audience in, in the driver's seat of, you know, of, I guess what it's really I, more on the side of the orcs, I, I would say. Um, but, um, and so, and, and you'll, and you'll understand this in the movie as well, because the movie will get into this, but th- there was there, you know, there was some, uh, battle or confrontation, uh, you know, thousands of years ago with this, uh, I, I think is an elf, um, but is only referred to as the dark Lord. And all the races had to come together and band together in order to defeat the Dark Lord. But uh, in in so doing, some races became more heralded than others. And the orcs really got the short end of the stick on this one. And so elves are, are kind of the high class society. They they are the uh, the upper, upper, you know, society people, um, the more affluent, the rich, the wealthy, um, the beautiful. Humans are kind of in the middle. Um, and then you have the orcs and the orcs are the ones that are really looked down on the ones that are treated very poorly and that are discriminated against the most. And so that, that's, that's kind of just setting, uh, setting up the movie and what this movie is really going to show you. Um, but the whole plot of the movie is about, uh, Ward and Jacoby come across this crime scene where an, uh, a young female elf is hiding out. And she is in possession of a magic wand. And so, like I said in the movie description, the magic magic wands are really unheard of nowadays. You know, they were things of the past. They're relics. They're they're things that you know you only hear in stories now. But uh, but here they are. They find this elf with a wand, and it is a powerful magic wand. And so, the legend goes though that only brights can control a wand. And brights are these basically they're 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 like selected um, by the universe to be uh, wielders of magic. And so if you're not a bright and you touch a wand, you basically die. And so this elf that they find, she is a bright and she is able to handle the wand, but she's not trying to use the wand. She's trying to hide the wand and she's trying to really hide herself as well. And so there, there are people who are pursuing her and trying to get back the wand and Ward and Jacoby are there to uh, help her, protect her, and that is that is the synopsis of this movie. The movie was, I just I really enjoyed it. I, I really did, and um, I think that probably goes uh, goes with saying that you know I, I am a fan of you know the fantasy and the mythical, and I love Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and those kinds of movies, and uh, I, I love a good buddy cop movie. You know I'm a fan of <laughs> uh, really a lot of those movies, and and that's what this movie is. And so I think if you're a fan of those, you'll like it. Uh, the highlights for me of this film really are the storyline and the plot itself. I think it is so fascinating. The acting is very well done. I really enjoyed um, Edgerton and also Will Smith in their roles as the main leads, but also just kind of the the smaller the smaller um, roles from the other cast members. Um, Lucy Fry, uh, specifically as Tika, you know she is the elf that Ward and Jacoby are, are trying to help and protect. 
I thought she does a great job with a, a limited speaking role, um, but but she does show a lot of emotion within her facial expressions and, and, and things like that. So yeah, I, I was really happy with her performance. Um, I really enjoyed Naomi Rapace. So for any of you who don't know who she is, she's probably most well known for her role as Dr. Elizabeth Shaw in the movie Prometheus. Um, she is the main actress in that movie. Um, she has she's not a main lead in this movie, but she has a very significant role and she does very well in it. Um, uh, her character is Layla. And so um, the acting I thought just overall was very well done. I, I think I think for the writers and the script and the dialogue that was given to these actors, I think they excelled. Um, one of the things I think I already pointed out in, um, oh, no, actually, <laughs> whoops, my bad. I'm actually thinking about my uh, Rotten Tomatoes review that I just wrote, but I'll, I'll go ahead and add that. Uh, one of my other highlights is uh, the sets in the movie. I think there are a lot of very cool sets that um, add a lot of depth to each scene and really kind of put you in, in into the world of this movie. And so you'll get to see the realms of the orcs. You'll get to see, um, not necessarily specifically the realms of the elves and what it's like to be an elf in this movie, but a lot of different sets though, that will, um, help you understand, you know, the life of the elf. Um, but yeah, just overall in general, I, I, I really enjoyed the movie aesthetically. I think the cinematography was well done. Um, the really high note though, I think is the, the makeup and the costuming in this movie. So when you see the orcs, it's not CGI. This is all makeup, and it is incredible. I th- I, I just I'm so impressed by what they were able to do with uh, the makeup and costume design of of this film. And so, um, so my my critiques on this movie, and I think where the movie kind of fell short, where there there are specific scenes I think that should have held a lot of weight and gravitas, and and it, it in some moments it really just didn't. It just kind of fell flat. Um, specifically, there is a scene where uh, uh, Ward or Will Smith is faced with the decision, basically, is he going to side himself with the humans and, you know, what the humans think and view of orcs, or is he going to side himself with his, um, with his, um, his partner, Jacoby. And, and how that scene played out, I thought could have been done so much better and just more of this, uh, moral dilemma within Ward. And it just didn't really seem, to carry a lot of weight. And so there are a couple other scenes like that in the movie that I just thought it could have been executed better. And whether it's the dialogue and, and you know, just the, the, the lines that were given to the actors or just how, how that scene played out. I, yeah, it just, it just could have done, it could have been done better. And so that, that's probably my biggest critique on the movie. Um, but I think my biggest takeaway overall in this movie is that this concept is so intriguing to me that I would have liked to see this idea actually played out in like a Netflix original series and not a film. I, I just think there there are so many ideas and storylines that could have been um, opened up with this idea of the mythical being you know present in today's society that is so cool and so intriguing to me. That yeah, I would have liked to see it play out maybe over ten or twelve episode you know season, and uh, not not that this is you know necessarily needed to be something that's ongoing season after season and just you know outplayed itself just kind of like The Walking Dead, which is my goodness ter- get that show off of TV right now. But um, but yeah, I, 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 so there's actually a, I just found an article um, 
that came out just a few days ago that I, I, I it sounds like it sounds like there's going to be a sequel to this film. So I think that the the success success of this film was enough to garner a second film. And so this is just a, um, this is from TechCrunch.com. Um, so this article was released uh, just I guess well I guess two days before the film actually became available on Netflix. So I'm not really sure maybe how. Um, they were able to come up with this info. But let me just read the the first couple paragraphs. So it says, uh, Netflix will launch its first streaming-only franchise with the news uh, via Bloomberg that it's greenlit uh, a sequel to the Will Will Smith film Bright, which is set to stream beginning December 22nd. Bright has the budget of a Hollywood blockbuster and a fantasy setting that could be a good fit for an episodic film franchise given what has traditionally done well with fans in terms of a big-budget cinematic universe. So it sounds like there really is going to be a sequel to this film, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I'm happy to see that. And just kind of like what I was saying, you know, I think this, this idea concept would really do well as a TV series. Um, but seeing that there's probably going to be a sequel to this film, I think is very cool, and it's definitely one that I'm going to uh, want to go see. And so one of the last things I do want to address, though, is that it, just kind of the disparity between... Um, the critics' thoughts of this movie and really just the regular audience viewers of this movie. So uh, I, previously in the movie details, I said that it, it's getting an approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes 29% among critics. Um, now let me just let me just put that in perspective to you for you guys, okay? So on, on Rotten Tomatoes, that is a total of 77 uh, certified film critics that have reviewed this movie. 77, that's it, just 77, okay? 22 of them liked it, 55 of them did not. So that's where you get the 29% approval rating, okay? For the audience, though, this is among 13,076 ratings, okay? 88% of them approve out of 13,000 audience viewers, okay, with an average rating of 4.3 out of 5. That that is where, you know, when you see those Rotten Tomatoes numbers, it doesn't show you, you know... (laughs) where the, they're actually coming from or how many people are, are actually being pulled or, you know, submitting their review of the movie. And so, yeah, definitely take that with a grain of salt. And again, like I said, I signed myself on the side of the audience on this one. I enjoyed this film. It's not a perfect film. I understand not a lot of people are going to want to see this movie just because they might not be a fan of, you know, the fantasy type style movie, or they're just not a fan of buddy cop movies, whatever it might be. I enjoyed it though. It's a movie that I'm glad I saw. Um, and yeah, and I think, you know, for pe- anybody who's a fan of Will Smith, they're probably going to be a fan of this movie. And yeah, so that's my review. And I hope you guys, if, if you've seen the movie, definitely let me know what you think. I, I, I've seen, you know, just people going back and forth on whether or not they've liked it just online and social media and things like that. But, uh, um, so yeah, let's uh, move on to the last segment. And that is my recommendation. Our recommendation. Okay, listener. So because this is a Netflix <laughs> show um, and not, uh, yeah, not not a, a an actual movie theater film that you can go out to the theaters and see, my recommendation is kind of skewed, I guess, just because you know my recommendations come down to go see it, maybe wait or no go, and that is in reference to recommending it uh, in theaters. Um, so because this is a Netflix movie and you don't have to go to the theaters to see it, um, <laughs> I'm still going to have to use my same metric. So you guys, uh, at least if you see it on online and social media, this is it hopefully just makes sense. But I enjoyed this movie. 
I really did. My expectations were not really high for this movie. I, um, I'm i a fan of Will Smith. I'm a fan of Joel Egerton. Uh, David Iyer has had some hits and misses as a director, um, but I think this was a hit for him. I, I think this was a good film. I think this is a film worth seeing. And if this film was in theaters, I would probably give it a go see it. Um, and so, yeah, so that, that is my backseat director's recommendation. Uh, and, and yeah, like I said, if you guys have seen the movie, you disagree, definitely let me know. I'd love to talk to you guys about it and just kind of get your, uh, impression on what you didn't like about the movie and things like that. But, uh, um, so yeah, um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode in our 50th movie review on backseat directors. Uh, I, I can't thank you guys enough for all of the support that you've given me over this year in 2017. Um, it's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of work, a lot of hours, a lot of sacrifice given by my wife and just, uh, letting me stay up late while she goes to bed just to get these podcasts done. You know, uh, it's not easy. It's definitely a labor of love. It's something that I've enjoyed a lot. Um, I'm not really sure where 2018 is going to lead. Uh, I I can say it's been a fun ride so far. Um, but definitely stay tuned to see where Backseat Directors goes next. Um, really appreciate all the support that you guys have given me. If you guys want to stay up to date, make sure you subscribe to the Backseat Directors podcast and you can find it on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and any other podcast outlet that you may subscribe to. And please, please leave us a rating. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, any rating on iTunes is so much appreciated, and it definitely helps the podcast out a ton. Um, so, yeah, so th- uh, just, again, thank you so much. Hope you guys have a wonderful new year. It's been a great 2017. Hope 2018 is even better. And uh, this is Andre Hutchins with the Backseat Directors Podcast signing out. And we'll see you guys next year at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The BD Podcast. So find your seat in the perfect row. Sit back, relax, kick up your feet, and turn off your phone. 